Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Indie Pioneers by Cosmetics Design Asia, where we get to hear from some of the most fascinating independent beauty brands from Asia Pacific. With a constant stream of new product releases and buzzy new ingredients, it's fair to say that consumers are bombarded with information about skincare. And this information overload has led to a lot of confusion among consumers. On this episode of Indie Pioneers, I'm speaking to the founder of Dew Skincare on her ambitious project to develop a serum that aims to combat cosmetic confusion. Hi, Shamika. Hey, Amanda. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be able to talk to you today. So I hear congratulations are in order for your recent (laughs) nuptials. Yes, thank you so much for that. Thanks so much for taking the time to speak with me. I'm sure you'd much rather be basking in newlywed bliss at the moment. <laughs> no, but work, work calls and I am. it's a great day to start work on this note because I just resumed work uh, last evening, so couldn't be happier to do this. Alrighty then. So we're here today to talk about your brand. And maybe you want to give us a quick tutorial on how we pronounce it? Sure, it's it's called, it's pronounced as dew. Uh, meaning like due date or due payment. That's that's the way to pronounce it correctly. A lot of people get it wrong. They say D-U and do you. It's, it's a due. Yeah. Yeah. So you launched due with only one serum, but this single serum contains 11 active ingredients. Could you talk us through your thought process? Why did you decide to develop a serum with so many actives, especially when the trend has been, you know, leaning towards a single ingredient type products? Um. I mean, the, the, you know, my answer is right there because single ingredient products have been such a rage, as you mentioned. And the minute something is trending and something is a rage, there are umpteen options of that in the market because everyone wants to jump on the bandwagon, right? Um, and when there are that many options, that means everyone's doing the same thing. Um, and, you know, that in itself creates a some sort of pain point, some sort of problem. When there are that many ingredients and uh, single ingredient products being pushed into the market, um, it's it's adding a lot more clutter and confusion into the market because, you know, everyone's at a very different level of skincare education. While everyone probably wants to take care of their skin, uh, not everyone's as aware, as knowledgeable, as informed about how to go about doing that. And when there are so many products being launched in the market, each with one ingredient or two ingredients at most, um, it gets confusing and overwhelming, not to mention for anyone to say who wants to start or get into skincare. They're like, okay, I've heard great things about vitamin C. I've heard great things about niacinamide. I know hyaluronic acid is supposed to be great. There are peptides. Okay, so how do I start? Where do I begin? Um, how, if I want all of these ingredients because they're great and I want to feed my skin with this nourishment, um, am I expected to do six steps in the morning and maybe seven steps at night? How is that sustainable? And then, okay, which one should go first? Which one should go next? Uh, does one interact with the other? Does one cancel out the other? These are very basic but genuine confusing questions that were coming in the minds of consumers because of what the industry um, you know, sort of put out into the market, the plethora of single ingredient products. So this trend or this rage in itself created a problem that I wanted to bring a solution forward to. And that was the entire idea behind formulating Hustle. Mm, right. So Hustle has like, like I said, 11 actives, you know, could you run through, you know, what kind of actives are in there? Yeah. So the way, when we went about formulating Hustle, we wanted to, the idea was that this one bottle should feed 
the daily the daily essential nourishment to every single skin so you know we that was the my that was the approach in selecting the active ingredients that we did so you know you need daily hydration you de- need daily moisture retention you need uh, you know a brightening and sort of even toning of the skin because everyone no matter these are certain basic concerns every skin type has uh, you need a bit of firming of your skin you need the smaller fine lines that are coming to be taken care of um you know so there are certain class of active ingredients that work on every skin type then there's another set of active ingredients like if you go into your exfoliating acids those are very optional those are something that not everyone needs but some people may want to some people may not want to so we were careful in excluding those actives which are not an absolute essential so this bottle so hustle essentially contains only those active ingredients that specifically are would one can say that they are essentials for every skin type and can work mainly on every skin type so we went in our first classification was antioxidants antioxidants is something every single skin type needs they help us fight free radicals um you know it's such an underrated class of ingredients um so we chose and antioxidants don't work well in isolation main aim in formulating a good antioxidant formulation is you have to combine multiple antioxidants so we looked at combining botsap that's about 60% of botsap we combine vitamin E we combined resveratrol we combined three types of vitamin C um that was antioxidant then when then we went into hydration so we combined hyaluronic acid with polyglutamic acid then we went into if i want to uh, target um you know um brightening so we combined the three vitamin C derivatives with niacinamide and alpha arbutin um then it when it came to firmness of the skin we combined peptides with adenosine so you know we sort of looked at which is what kind of target function we want this daily essential bottle to achieve and that's how we went about selecting the active ingredients that we now have in the formulation right were there challenges involved in kind of combining all of these powerhouses together yeah 100% like we had to go through uh i i actually don't have an honest count of the number of iterations we went to get the formulation right there were so many points while formulating this that you know labs just sort of turned us down they were like okay this is this is impossible to achieve we can't do it um so you know like 6 months into our development one year into our development you know some labs just gave up uh but then some labs did stick with us they saw the ambitious spirit and the vision that we had in mind so we kept iterating we kept iterating of course there were at some points we had to change a couple of ingredients we had to tweak the percentage of certain ingredients for them to be effic- efficacious in combination with another ingredient for them to be stable for their ph to be retained for the ingredient integrity to be maintained cohesively in the entire formulation so there were a lot of these things that we had to do and i mean it took us 18 months to just develop this one uh, formulation but yeah like multiple uh, uncountable number of iterations later we we got to a point where we had a stable formulation at the right ph like we had attaining a ph of 5.1 was very essential because if you're using something every day it has to be as close to your skin's natural ph as possible because otherwise you're just going to damage your skin barrier um so that was also another key point but yeah we ultimately got there and we got a formulation which turned out really amazing in terms of its efficacy far more high performing than we had aimed we thought it would you know like it exceeded our expectations right in in what way um it's just i mean 
to be very honest and to give you a very candid answer, I knew we were making a fantastic formulation. I knew it was going to work greatly, but I didn't uh, comprehend that the kind of impact it would have, that it would work so well. I mean, it's been a game changer for a lot of people and for a brand to be with a single product for over a year and still have, you know, a 37 to 40% customer retention rate is almost, you know, you usually a customer retention rate is when you have multiple SKUs. So, you know, one, the customer buys one, then the other. And so it still stays with the brand, but to stay with a brand with a single product is kind of very uh, less likely and rare in the industry. And people have like bought over nine bottles in a year. And that doesn't happen until the product is working so well for you that you don't switch. Because like I said, going back to our first point that we were discussing, there are that many products coming in the market all the time, right? So loyalty in a beauty industry comes at a price. It, it It's not easy to achieve until your product is fantastic. And that kind of uh, sticky loyalty that I found with our customers is what blew my mind. Um, you know, I come across good formulations ever so often. I try them. I enjoy a bottle. I may go with the second bottle. But sometimes even I don't stick with the, you know, same product, like investing in like nine bottles and, you know, for like your, I mean, for an entire year. It's just so that that kind of thing really blew my mind. I'm so grateful for the customers that we've, you know, um, the community we've built actually. So when you launched, you went into the market with one serum and a rather strong campaign to combat misinformation in beauty. You know, could you tell us more about that? Yeah, yeah. So we, I mean, it was just like a fun. So we launched it. We launched with a, with a messaging. We had, we made this video that we launched with where we spoke about, uh, you know, marketing has told you that, um, you know, chemicals are carcinogenic. They are toxic. They are bad for you. Um, you know, silicones are bad and preservatives and all of that but do you know what science tells you this is what marketing has been telling you so far but do you know what science tells you and that's kind of a messaging that we launched like we entered the market with and uh, in a very uh, you know not I mean of course some people found this to be polarizing but I honestly believe like in the industry there's been so much for years uh, you know uh, a different polarizing opinion and uh, uh philosophy or I don't know what you call it being messaging that's been pushed in the market that you have to come with a very anti-polarizing sort of messaging to counter that um, which always gives rise to a you know a discussion and a debate there's one side and then there's the other side but as a brand we believe in engaging with in these discussions you know in a very nuanced manner in a very fact you know fact driven manner so you know we share these studies with our customers we tell them why um, for example parabens are not carcinogenic what have the studies shown and what did the media show you um, and a lot of times things are very blanket presented by the media you know the nuances or you know because headlines work um, the nuances of a, a study or what the causation is uh, correlation is all of these things are not like headlines don't go into it art news articles don't really go into that but there's more to that science is all about nuance and every ingredient is driven by its dosage dose desi designs the poison if that product ingredient is going to be poison even water in the wrong dosage is poison and you know your hyaluronic acid or your any naturally derived ingredient as well so uh, you know there's a lot of nuance in this conversation and this debate to be had so that's as a brand we want to indulge in that we want to take our customers through this educative journey um 
and tell them that we love chemicals because we also love you and you are a chemical our body is a chemical the air we breathe is a chemical so um that don't don't fear chemicals um and sort of just take them through that conversation yeah right yeah. and and what is the consumer reaction been to with this you know are they are they receptive to this kind of messaging uh, you'd be surprised a lot of them are a lot of them resonate saying like we're so glad for a brand to come out and finally be saying this um i would say like the maximum percentage of response we got was uh, you know oh this is a breath of fresh air and of course then there there was a little bit of response where uh, you know like audience would engage and like oh, you know how can you say this are you actually saying that silicones are good for us parabens are good for us and then you have to indulge in a more detailed conversation with them to make them explain something um so you know we've we've gotten both of it but i would say the maximum amount of uh in reaction we received was one of relief was one of uh, enthusiasm was one of like we're so glad to be seeing this coming from a brand and that to in india because the indian market is heavily driven with a natural and organic and ayurvedic uh, you know underlying messaging so we yeah we 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 did receive uh, a lot of positive feedback on that Do you think we are seeing a change in the industry away from the typical clean beauty messaging? Of course there's been a lot of education that's come into the skincare industry you know uh, like there are in diamonds in Instagram accounts or wherever that you go that people are educating um on skincare and definitely there is that wave slowly beginning that um you know clean beauty should not just be taken uh on the surface uh like we kind of now need to hold the clean beauty advocates accountable for what they are saying like don't use something to just uh market a brand by sort of making a blanket statement or free froming lists and all of that so people are becoming aware about this and they are also wanting to hold brands accountable which is great to see um yeah so it's it's a it's a welcome movement and change in direction that we're seeing in the industry definitely So what is next for you beyond beyond hustle? Um so our, our bottom line with product uh, launches is innovation. So we like you know how the concept of hustle was innovative. We tried to solve a pain point. So it, but innovation not for the sake of innovation. We take time to really study the market and see what is missing. So something that you'll never find you doing is launching another product, launching a product of something similar that already exists. It's a tall claim to make, and we have a long way to go. And I don't know what, um, maybe something we launch five years down the line. But at least the intention behind each launch is we release. Even if we are say launching a moisturizer, we're launching a cleanser. And there are enough and more in the market already. But we try to see what is it that um, maybe the moisturizer category currently is lacking. Uh, we see what the cleanser category is currently lacking, and then we develop formulations to counteract and provide a solution to what is not already there in the market. That's that's the philosophy that we. Um, drive our product development with and having said that we have a few launches coming up next year we did go on for an entire without a new product launch a lot of those challenges were posed by the pandemic as well um but our second launch is almost ready we're hoping to go live with that in december and 2022 uh, yeah in 2022 we should hopefully have about three launches more coming up and and we're looking to uh, you know also penetrate the overseas market in southeast asia or europe um the, this is this i would say is the wish list but uh, we really uh, i mean we are building a strategy to sort of implement that um but I, no timeline in mind that i can commit to uh, as yeah 
It will be exciting to see how you guys progress. Now, Shamika, is there one indie brand you admire and why? Um, I think I, I think in the indie market, there are so many inspiring brands that are out there and founders as well. Uh, I, I really love the Allies of Skin brand. I think that's from Singapore itself. I really admire the way their product formulations are also driven with innovation and the way that brand's trajectory has been. Um, as a founder, I really admire Leah Yu. Um, she is the founder of Create. Um, I haven't tried any of their products, not from product perspective, but I really admire her philosophy. There are very few founders who who don't just think about the bottom business line for their brand, but more also for the uh, greater good of the consumers and the planet. And she took a very bold stand of not launching anything for an entire year uh, because she just wanted to make uh, more sustainable packaging for her existing products and not add to landfill. And that is something I personally resonate with a lot. So I definitely look up to her philosophy quite a bit. Um, she's uh, very inspiring. And as a brand, I think Allies of Skin and BSA, they have two brands, like they are doing a fantastic job as well. So definitely some benchmark brands that we look up to. Yeah, definitely. I agree with your choices there. <laughs> <laughs> well, Shamika, thank you so much for your time. I am looking forward to seeing more from your brand. Yes, yes. Thank you so much, Amanda, for having me. This was a very fun, quick chat. This has been Amanda for CosmeticsDesignAsia.com. Join me again in the next episode for more conversations with beauty's indie pioneers.